In this episode, Adam, Greg and myself discuss how banks can improve their omni-channel communications and personalise experiences when their branches have large queues. Welcome back to another episode of Customer Experience Conversations. We're going to be doing another banking episode today and we were just having a conversation in our in our pre-podcast conversation about how to properly manage a queue in a bank. And funnily enough, the solution to that might not be a queue management solution in some situations. Mm-hmm. What were you telling me about this, Greg? Well, I was saying that in-branch customer queues or traffic could be solved in number of different ways depending on if you want to solve it or not i guess but it does ultimately link back to some other mechanisms that i think were worth talking about today around generally how that feeds into increasing customer retention how it reduces dropouts either in branch or possibly online as well but the scenario that we were talking about earlier i think yeah it does have to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis for the most part in branch traffic is a good thing nowadays especially here in the uk so it's a welcomed thing and then the challenge therefore becomes what do you want to do with that in branch experience Uh, how do you want that to look for customers but not just a blanket rule for all how does it differ between your different types of customers Mm. because with one of our customers we speak to the general consensus across some industries this and this customer by the way is actually in a retail space their goal is not to speed up the transaction for example, of a customer in and out of a store, their job is to actually slow it down, to make it a richer experience and to make it one where the the customer really gets most value for their time in the store. And so at times that is about speeding up, but also it's about sometimes slowing it down and really giving them that one-to-one feel. 100%. But yeah. So let's create a a personality called Barry. So we've got Barry. (laughs) Barry is entering a bank. He's, He's your average customer. He's pretty tech savvy, but he wants to inquire about a mortgage but there's a massive queue. Mm-hmm. What is the possible solutions to this queue? Now, number one is a standard queue management solution. How would that work? It depends on the layout, the branch type of branch, what equipment you have in the branch, and ultimately, yeah, how much resource you have, like staff and staff and rooms and things like that. But one of the challenges I think you have to watch out for there is that you can manage Barry, his experience, obviously, in the branch, or you could even set up an experience if it's a busy place and you want to offer that choice you can even take that experience now and put that even online or on the phone if you want to there and then on in the in the space so in terms of options of solutions there are many and it's hard to give an exact obviously what that would look like but it could be a form of like a meter greeter for example is an idea that we work with a lot of our clients on where you have a member of staff using something like a tablet and a user interface where they can go out and physically meet customers and Mm. either help them find the right queue or the right service area or the person to speak to or they can actually serve them on the spot and obviously the possibilities there are endless in terms of uh, what you want to be able yeah. to do on the spot but but when it comes to yeah. talking to a mortgage specialist oh sorry yes of course yeah <laughs> so yeah sorry to link it back to, to good old barry's situation if you wanted to speak to a mortgage specialist you ideally would have a system in place where you are able to see and know immediately if there is a mortgage specialist available. So having visibility over someone's availability is super important. So in that situation, if the member of staff approaches Barry, finds out that's what he wants to speak to them about, in that moment, your member of staff could, with the right solution, you could easily see if you have a mortgage specialist available, and if not, when they are next available. 
even to the point where you might be able to see, okay, well, there's no one actually available today in this branch, but a branch just half a mile away, they actually are available this mm. afternoon. Would you like to book me in, book you in for an appointment, yeah. for example? So it's about having, I think, first things first is visibility. If you don't know what's going on around you in terms of people, their skills, and obviously their availability, you are very much shooting in the dark, essentially. You, you sort of are a bit stuck. So that's the first thing I think you, you should definitely address, and that can be addressed in a number of ways. But in that situation, you have a need of a customer, which is Barry. He's clearly identified his need to speak to someone about a specialist service, in this case mortgages, which obviously has a high value, potential high value transaction for a bank. So extremely important. So in my opinion, it's definitely worth investing in making sure that you then have the infrastructure behind you to be able to connect Barry to the right person in real time. Don't let that just be you should go online and book an appointment with us or come back tomorrow and hopefully mm. someone will be available. Think about that in, in 2020. That is that is such an outdated mechanism for handling that customer experience when there are so many other ways in which you could do so. So so it's almost about identifying the customer's needs yep. and then trying to redirect them away from AQ because maybe a queue is necessary if you're cashing in a check or putting cash into your account. Mm -hmm. But you shouldn't go through a queue if you're inquiring about a mortgage. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I think I think people listening to this podcast, especially in the banking sector, know that there are there is a wide spectrum of transactions within a, a branch, within a bank, and some are of lower value and some are of higher value. And in every business, I think naturally you want to ensure that all customer experiences are fantastic. That's, of course, the goal. But it's making sure that you do have these systems and mechanisms in place so that when you have customer that is requiring a maybe a more complex or a higher value service, they might need the added, uh, you know, um, components to, to that experience that others may not. Like you say, if it's just cashing in a check, there is a simple, simple process for that. Add them to the right queue. They'll very quickly be seen based on the most efficient routing of that queue. But then you might have a separate sort of area queue or whatever you want to call it, where you can start to handle the more complex, more advanced customer transactions in a more personalized way as well, where it's not just about sit there and wait until the next mortgage specialist is free. Maybe there's a there's an area where you can sit with someone yeah, almost like as a pre-appointment where you can sit with them and take down some information so that when they do speak to the mortgage specialist, the mortgage specialist has information in front of them about things like how much they want to borrow, how much equity do they, they have and things like that. So you can work out all that stuff before so that when they go into the actual appointment, it's an even more enriched experience as well. So there's loads of cool. ideas, but yeah. Okay, so Adam, let's say you're a Barry homeowner. Okay. And you walk into a bank and you've got, let's say, 800000 to invest in a, in a property. Barry's in a good way. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. But yeah. you yeah. want to speak to a mortgage specialist. Sure. What kind of experience do you feel like you would prefer as that individual? Well, I think if you're the, if you're the person that has got £800,000 to invest and you're going into a branch, first of all, you'd have hoped that that person would have done their research. But let's say it is just a kind of you're walking past a branch and you go, I need to go and discuss with someone. First thing is you're not going to want to waste time. So as Greg just said, it's all about tallying up the person with the right service. So if you did join a queue, let's look at it the worst case scenario. You join a queue, it's a lunch break, queues of 10 people long, you get to a front counter and there's no one there that can help you or you're having to discuss private things which should never happen in front of other people. That's, that's the yeah. worst case mm -hmm. scenario. And the person tells you you could go online and book an appointment. Barry probably isn't going to deal with that bank again. So what you need to do with a queue is you need to just, as Greg says, identify what people are doing, why they're in the queue. Is it a case of paying a check-in? 
steer them off to a self, you know, a self-service machine or something they can do that on, yep. guide them through it. So next time they come in, they know what they're doing. Or is it a case of they want to go looking at a, at a mortgage? So Barry is going to want a, an efficient service. He's going to want to speak to someone that is actually knows the information. And within a bank, people that talk about mortgages, they have to be qualified. They have to go through certain assessments and qualifications to discuss rates and loans. So it's all about, as Greg says, matching resource up with the right, you know, it's, it's qualifying basically, it's, it's like sales. And yeah. All um, they're doing is they're just, they're finding out the needs of the client mm. and they're going, right, do we have the resource available? Now, I think if you're in a, in a small branch, now small branches are slowly disappearing, but if you're in a small branch, you won't have that skill set. But what Greg's saying is that doesn't necessarily mean you can't serve that customer. No. All you need to do is have the internal process and policy to put Barry in touch with someone who is qualified. And that may be via a video call, via an appointment online. It'd be a case of, right, Barry, have you got half an hour to talk now? He obviously has. That's why he's come in. Rather than waste his time or send him across the high street to another bank, go on your online system and see what services you do have available. Just like Greg said, if you have got a branch that's half a mile down the road, don't send him on his merry way. Mm-hmm. He might have just paid for parking. Get him connected to that person via a system yeah. and get it documented. Even if it isn't someone that's qualified, have an internal process for someone that acts as a kind of intermediary between the two who is qualified to get the relevant details down, to tell him what identification he's going to need, tell him he needs three months pay slips, all these kind of things. So he can start the process running because that's what I would imagine a Barry or any first-time buyer or any mortgage buyer would want is to know clearly what they need to do and get that then the bank just does their bit efficiently as possible. Definitely possible in this day and age as well. Completely agree. We do that with one of our other um, banking clients at the moment where they utilize videos between branches. So customers can walk in or they can pre-book an appointment to speak with someone like a mortgage specialist, for example, where you're you're able to talk high-value transactions. Mm. The customer comes in on the day or obviously walks in if there's availability and they're immediately taken to a room with full of video equipment. Like you say, it's a private conversation but it's then utilizing the staff at other branches yeah. that have the skill set to serve that service effectively. So you're maximizing the yeah. usage of your resources, aka your people. I think what, what, what banks need to do as well, if you were to buy, if you were buying a mortgage now, if you're looking for a mortgage now, and Louis, you'll have to do this one day soon. Um, I'm soon, sure. Yeah, soon, sure. yeah. <laughs> if you go online and you type in new mortgage, you don't get hit with Santander, First Direct, HSBC, Nationwide. You get hit with comparison sites. Yeah, that's true. Everything's on money.com, supermarket, you know, all these comparison sites. Or it's online mortgage brokers. So they've already got, online, they've got a challenge because there are markets out there where people are saying they're fully independent. They'll get you rates from, you know, 20, 30 different lenders. They'll get you a better deal. So if those online experiences are engaging with customers better than the in-store or in-branch, sorry, then the branches are going to struggle. So the actual branches have got a bonus because they have branches. They mm. have people. So to not connect customers to the relevant person would be a massive error. Because all that's going to happen then is people are going to go online and they're going to get a better experience from an online-only supplier because that's how they win their business. So branches have got a real head, like a head start, I suppose, at the moment. Yep. But if they don't take advantage of it, online's just going to grow and grow and grow because that's, that's what happened in retail, for example. Mm. You know, everyone in retail, not everyone, but a huge chunk of that market has moved over to buying online and going on Amazon and the likes, and it will be no different with higher side transactions like mortgages. We all want good value for money. We all want expert advice. If you go on an online mortgage broker, you could be talking to someone who is fully qualified within minutes. So to expect that with an in-branch experience, I don't think that's unreasonable from, an, from Barry in this example. Hmm. While we're here talking about mortgages, I would not have a clue where to start if I was looking okay. to buy a house. So what would you do? 
Yeah. I would probably go into the bank and ask about a mortgage. Okay. Or I'd Google it. In which case, if I Google it, I would get the results that you mm. were talking about comparison websites. But what we've seen some bank doing that I would really love to attend one day, I'll try and find one and I'll go, is these these first-time buyer events. Yep. I think Santander is one of the banks they that are is doing, doing this. They are doing very well at the moment. Very, very well. I would love to go to one of these events and just learn everything there is to buying your first house. Yep. That'll scare you. It will scare me. <laughs> it will. Yeah. It's good. Fantastic that they're doing that. That is brilliant that they're doing that. Exactly. Maybe it's worth just flipping this on its head as to, to why we are talking about the importance of handling what we call a queue or in-branch traffic because ultimately this all connects back to potentially losing either new customers or existing customers' business, right? And so we're talking about retention. We're talking about reducing those dropouts in a branch, maybe online. And I think one of the things to maybe highlight here is that one of the challenges that traditional, let's let's call them traditional banks with branches face, because I think I personally believe the branch still has such an important role in the overall network of everyone's banking experience. I I truly, truly believe that. Like the, the role itself is unique. It can't be replaced necessarily online if it's molded into the right environment in that instance. What I'm going to say here is that for for today, traditional banks, one of the biggest competitors that everyone faces is the process of transitioning from bank is now easier than ever before. That is a real big risk. And therefore, it's so important wherever you have any form of customer interaction to really focus on how do we reduce any potential dropouts? How do we increase the opportunity for retention? In the case of Barry, this is maybe an example. Mm. In the case of Barry, he's likely that he's an existing customer of that bank. He may, he may not be. If he wasn't, he would probably see the queue. He could do. Go yep. somewhere else. There you go. You are spot on though. I, I would imagine most people when they're looking at their new first mortgage or a mortgage, they would go to the existing bank that they know. Exactly. So you're spot on. With Barry, for example, you know, he's obviously got some cash. He, he's in a good financial situation. It's likely he's banking with that bank. So therefore, there again, this is ideas that we do with our customers. You can put mechanisms in place where you're able to very quickly and easily identify Barry. Mm. Just by knowing Barry is in the branch puts the advantage in your on your side of the court a lot. Just by simply knowing that someone, because in his financial situation, if he's got, for example, let's say with that amount of cash, he's probably got multiple mortgages out with this bank. He's probably a property investor, a high value client. He's a premier client. He's a pre- exactly. Yep. So he's at the top end of the client spectrum. Therefore, you should know when he is in your branch. Absolutely. That is something we can do for sure and we do with our clients. And so therefore, having a, a subtle... Because that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, let's get out the banners for Barry. It's, no. You know, it's really... Sirens go yeah, up. Yeah, sirens. Barry's in the building. No, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's about doing that in a subtle way where you're able to quickly identify that that is a high value customer and just immediately react, but in a very, uh, effectively, a classy way. You yeah. Know, you can approach Barry and say, hi, Barry, it's great to see you again. Would you like to come and sit with us over here? And again, and that's not about doing anything to the detriment of the other customers because no. they are still in the appropriate queues. Mm. But you're handling Barry's experience in a unique way that is appropriate to him. That's Absolutely. what I'm trying to say. And it's all about retention, reducing dropouts. If Barry gets a VIP treatment, if he walks in and the meter greeter instantly knows who he is, instantly knows by a screen or a tablet or something what Barry's accounts are And what are to like. do. And yeah. what to do. That's what it's Take about. Take you straight yeah. to the Premier Banking area, to a private area. I mean, yeah. Barry then is going to be like, well, I love my bank. It's like going to an airport lounge. And let's let's maybe then, we're talking about someone there, maybe on the, the high value side mm. of things. Let's talk about someone like me, you know, your everyday banker. Oh, who goes Greg, into, you are the high value man. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> um, you know, someone like who's just an everyday banker. Like if I ever go into a branch, it's probably because my nan has given me a check. 
Sure. And I don't know what else to do with it, to be honest, apart from going to branch. So for me, going in to put, you know, the £20 check my nan gave me for my birthday, I will take that check into a branch. And like my experience equally to me is just as important as Barry. Of course. And so you still have to make sure that you have the mechanism in place, which is the utilization of the self-serve devices, making sure that, like you say uh, earlier, they're going to the right tellers mm. or the right places or even just advising clients on the spot about the service that they've come in for, where else they could use that service. Because, for example, you could say, did you know that that is actually a service offered in the app? Because some of these banks, I believe now, you can even take a, I think you could take a photo of a check. HSBC, you can. You can do a check upload, for example, and therefore you can pay a check in. And it's good. that's just an awareness piece, isn't yeah. it? But, but to me, it's about handling both those client experiences with the same level of priority in yeah. terms of, they are both just as important as the other, but it's handling them in the appropriate way. And that promotes retention at every level of your customer 100%. Uh, spectrum, if you want to call it that. So yeah, I guess that's just the, the topic. And then uh, Louis and I were talking earlier about the difference in, in especially around retention. Uh, when I speak to clients, there's often an, a perception that retention is about something that happens a long time after the potential dropout happens, aka... With our clients, whenever I speak to a customer, I talk about how do we increase retention in branch or online. And normally the reaction is, well, we get a report at the end of the month, which tells us how many people came into our branch and, you know, didn't get served by a teller. Or, for example, in the appointment booking world like we work in, uh, something along the lines of how many people booked appointment but never showed up. Mm. And for honestly, nine out of ten of the, the banks that I speak to, probably more, to be honest, will not have an immediate mechanism in place to yeah. try and increase retention in the moment. That's yeah. appalling. Which is, which is really bad. And, yeah. and actually, it's really easy to do. Like yeah, it's it very simple to do. We do it with most of our clients where if you book an appointment and you do not show up on the spot and we know you're not, not going to show up because it's past the time your appointment, you haven't responded to the latest uh, messages we've sent you, etc. And even by, if you wanted to, geolocation tracking, we could see that you haven't hit the geo fence of that branch, for yeah. example, within a couple of hundred meters. We know you are not showing for your appointment. Therefore, what can you do in the moment? Well, immediately you can tell your branch manager. You could tell the member of staff, of course, that the person is not showing up. You could then obviously free up the appointment for potential other business, but also trigger off an internal process mm. to really prioritize getting in touch with that customer. Because imagine if that customer was a Barry. Yeah. And they've got 800000 to spend. They're looking to invest it. They're looking for a mortgage provider. And all of a sudden, Barry doesn't show up. That's a big risk to that business and a potential losses for you as a client. And just having an immediate mechanism to get a call center agent to call them, get the branch manager to call them, start triggering out notifications, asking them if they want to reschedule. So many different ideas. Suppose a, I suppose a problem with that at the moment then, because if you're saying nine out of 10 banks kind of go through that, which as Louis said, is pretty appalling to be honest. But if you don't have visibility of that appointment, there's no accountability of the loss of, no one, of that person not coming in. So oh, you need it in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah, so if, you, if you didn't know if Barry was coming in just to pay in a £7.50 check from his nan, mm-hmm. or if Barry's coming in to take out £800,000 mortgage, there's no accountability. So as you're right, it's very, very simple to create a trigger particularly for our kind of solutions, to notify the mortgage advisor in that case yep. that Barry hasn't shown, you need to be on the phone to him. And it's not a hard sales call. It's just a courtesy call, really. Yeah. You know, Barry, you okay? You had an appointment today at 2.30. You didn't arrive. Do you want me to reschedule it? Bloody, bloody, blah. And that's just a very simple thing. And if mm-hmm. you're saying 90% of banks aren't doing it, they're missing a massive trick. Honestly, that's that, huge. That's not just exactly. banks. That's building societies and all sorts of financial institutions that I speak to. Very, very, very few. 
almost everyone, mm. if they have an appointment system or an in, you know, in-branch queue system, if they have some sort of a system in place where they are tracking interactions, like I said, honestly, nine times out of 10, the only outcome for that is a report that, that hits the desk of the manager a month, later. End, a month later, for example. Brilliant. In reality, what good is that? Barry's already bought a house. Your reporting is done internally, but Barry, like you say, he's probably bought three with that money. Yeah. He's probably got f- three new flats on the go, you know, in a high investment mm. area. So, you know, at which point you've really lost out. And it comes back to one of the most fundamental things for me about increasing retention, reducing dropouts, is just make communications easy. Yep. Between you and your customers, there is no need to make things more complex than they already are, especially in the financial world. We know that financial has always had a perception or a, you know a, a rap effectively for, for being a complex industry to operate mm. in as a customer and in some places rightly so in others maybe unfairly so but communications is one of those things especially with mechanisms nowadays you can make it easy mm. you can utilize whatsapp and safe mm. encrypted methods of communication within the apps you know online obviously chat obviously just phones you know just make it easy like you say if if you want to make it easy to rebook that appointment with the barry just give him a ring yeah you know, don't wait a month later and then you no. know bombard him with three or four emails about why you should get a mortgage when he's like, I was in your branch and I, or I couldn't make it mm. or whatever it may be. You know, make it easy should to be communicate easy. with the, the, the days of contact us hidden in the bottom corner should be gone. Ugh, yeah, should be gone. It should be yeah. very easy. It should be able to let's book speak. appointment. Yeah, let's yeah. speak. Yeah, exactly. An important prerequisite to that engagement through the preferred channel is like we were discussing earlier, the information on that customer mm. and their preferences and why they want to be. Mm. Yeah. In the bank. And the more data you can bring forward into those systems like appointment systems and queue management, the more data you can share with those systems from back-end systems like CRMs, et cetera, mm. the more rich your experience you can create. And that's solely up to, to every organization. But obviously, yeah, partner with the right technology companies who understand that dynamic, you can start to bring forward data appropriately just to ultimately help your staff, help the customer and just make that experience, make all the communications easier and more contextual isn't it that's what it's about it's making it more contextual so i think that's given me a good idea for our next podcast episode we can talk a lot about data and the benefits of that so we'll save it for the next one okay fantastic thank Thank you you. very much for listening guys cheers guys see you next time bye